Sports is recorded in Harrisonburg, Virginia, in the heart of the Shenandoah Valley. Starring Dave. Surprising little fun fact, King Griffey Jr. was the first number one overall draft pick to go into the Hall of Fame. Chris. ALCS MVP for the Houston Astros. Gary Sanchez. Brad. You're a professional. Act like you've gotten criticism before because obviously you have. And Joe. Yeah, Chris Davis is awful. And now, 4D Sports. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of 4D Sports. The Valley Baseball League season starting to wind down. We are in the playoffs. Second round, game three, actually, uh, with Stanton and Charlottesville going on as we record this on Monday, August the 5th at about 7.30. That game actually started at uh, 7, I believe, down there at Seaville Weekly Ballpark. So we'll try to update you um, if it looks like it's getting out of hand one way or the other. Uh, but we'll go ahead and let that play out here a little bit. I went to the game Sunday, which was game two. Uh, Stanton won game one in Charlottesville. Uh, Friday night, didn't make it out there. Saturday, got rained out. They play or three to one on Friday night. Then uh, Saturday got rained out. They played Sunday. It was 9-7 Charlottesville in extra innings. But I think the surprising thing there was that Stanton was able to get it to extra innings. I mean, this is a team that had 10 players on the roster, uh, five pitchers uh, by my count, five position players. So you had some pitchers in the field. Uh, it was interesting. Um, and I think, you know, maybe I have a new favorite player in the Valley right now uh, in Paredes of the Stanton Braves. Uh, he just absolutely, man, he was 0 for 3 in the regular season coming into last night. First at bat, two runners on. He goes Apo Taco with all the fixins, a crunch daddy supreme, uh, over the fence, easy. Then he comes up. He has more of a pitchers at bat where he hits like a dribbler to the shortstop, but he hustled, ran it out, got an infield single, a legit infield single, and uh, was pretty impressed by his speed there. Then he hit a hard ground ball out. To the first baseman, which was unlucky. If the first baseman hadn't been playing exactly where he was, then he would have had another hit. And then uh, he comes up for his fourth plate appearance, fouls one off. One of Stanton's fans hollered at him, put your bat on the ball. Uh, he looks at her, uh, gets motivated, and puts the bat on the ball. Uh, ding dong, that pitch was dead over the fence as soon as he hit it. Uh, I knew it was gone. I uh, watched the game with John uh, from All Things Valley League. We've had him on here quite a bit. Uh, watched watched the most of the game with him. Uh, talked with him before the game, even too, at uh, you know the fancy eating establishment there in Stanton, commonly known as Chili's. Uh, and we had a good good dinner talking about all kinds of baseball and other stuff going on. And we watched this game, and both him and I just looked at each other, and I was like, I just didn't see this coming out of Jaylee. Paredes. I mean, this guy just absolutely mashed the ball. He's a big for a pitcher. I mean, he's 220 and it's all muscle. He's going into his junior year. The college listed is Cecil Community College. I would think he has to transfer uh, to a to another school because I don't think you can be at a community college for your junior year unless they've changed the rules. But uh, whoever gets him is a lucky team. And I think you should consider DHing him if he's not pitching. I uh, didn't get to see him pitch that night. I would imagine he's going to pitch tonight just because of the sheer numbers involved in the situation there for the Braves. But 
He's a guy who hit two home runs. He had four RBIs in the game, uh, and he really pulled Stanton back twice to tie the game. The Braves couldn't get it done, uh, and he would later strike out in a net bat. Uh, I believe it was in the ninth with a chance to walk it off. He struck out, uh, maybe just trying to do too much that time. But big fan of Jaylee Paredes. I mean, that guy can mash. Um, I'm really disappointed. No offense to the Charlottesville Tom Sox, but I'm kind of disappointed that Stanton didn't win because we couldn't interview Paredes. And I feel like the world is a darker place because we don't know his favorite animated Disney movie. I feel like we're just going to have to get him, get him on at another time. <laughs> That's true. He is entering his junior year. Maybe he'll come back into the Valley next year and we can catch him next year. Um, but yeah, I mean, I wish you could have seen it, Brad, because the first one was opposite field. And when he hit it, I was like, oh, man, the only question is if that's going to get over that tall wall. Because Stanton, you're, you've seen the mocks, uh, mm-hmm. as Andrew Chet calls it. And uh, they've got tall walls pretty much all around the field, except for center, where the scoreboard yeah. is. Yeah. Uh, and he cleared the tall wall both times. And the, I mean, the second one was just absolutely. I was worried for birds that might be nesting. I mean, he may have killed a bird. He just clobbered that thing into the trees about halfway up the pines. And I was like, Oh my gosh, I can't believe they pitched to him. Uh, but yeah, he, he had a great night. So, um, I just want to, we don't usually talk this much about players who lose, uh, the game, but Jaylee Paredes really stood out. And I think, you know, it should be commended for all the Stanton Braves that are still there and playing. I mean, when you only have 10 kids on the roster, that means, you're going to be having some kids play positions they probably haven't played since high school or little league. So, uh, you know, I just have a lot of respect for the kids that have hung around and continue to play for that team. Charlottesville had a pretty good night. It was more of a team effort. Uh, Trey McDyer had a three hit night uh, and helped the Tom Sox get the win. Uh, the starter looked pretty good for Charlottesville, but then it just kind of um, the bullpen didn't really hang on to it. Uh, there were a couple instances where I was worried that Staten was going to uh, for Charlottesville's sake, I was worried Stanton was about to sweep him and knock him out of the playoffs. And uh, but Charlottesville battled back uh, and played played really well, and they did enough to win the game. Uh, they drew a lot of walks. They were patient at the plate, and they got timely hits when they needed them. But that's all you really ask in baseball: is be patient at the plate, and when the opportunity presents itself, get those hits when you need them. Uh, Brad, I know you weren't at this game, but Strasburg on the flip side. Uh, this week, they won the Northern Division, beating Woodstock in three games to punch their ticket to the North Division Series. Um, it's just another year where Strasburg is going to the Valley Baseball League Championship. And I, I know we've talked about this, it seems like, every year. But Strasburg is, I think, the definition of a Valley Baseball League dynasty right now. Them and, you know, to be fair, Charlottesville in the South uh, has been equally impressive here on their recent run. But what a rivalry we get if Charlottesville wins tonight against Stanton uh, with Strasburg and Charlottesville again in the championship. Yeah, I mean, if if they don't want to consider each other rivals or whatever, we'll 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 make them into. Some. Yeah, we'll do it for them. Just you know, just in our talk here, but we we don't mind giving that shove. But uh, <laughs> no, yeah, I mean, both both towns have great support for their teams um it seems like anytime i'm driving through strasburg you know you see people wearing purple and they've got express stuff out and you know i think it helps that uh, they're you know they match their high school that's there sure. uh with their color scheme and all but i mean 
they get great support there. Same thing in Charlottesville. Um, and I think a lot of that has to do with the recent success too. It's easier to get people out when your team's winning, but I mean, it just makes their, makes their games a lot, a lot, a lot of fun going to and watching them. And I think that those two teams would, I think they would make pretty good rivals, even though they're not that close geographically. Uh, Yeah. I mean, I think it's just the success, you know, that kind of builds that. I know, you know, the Ravens and Patriots aren't teams that are close geographically and we don't play them in the regular season all that often, but that's the team, you know, when a few years ago when the Ravens and the Patriots were both good and now the Ravens have kind of fallen off a little bit, but you know, that was the competition was those two teams uh, in the AFC championship game. I think they played each other two or three times in the AFC championship game in a pretty rapid session there. So that's what creates rivalries. Um, and I think, this is this is one of those. If Charlottesville gets there again, it'll be Charlottesville, it'll be Strasburg, two teams who have dominated their divisions in the Valley Baseball League. And it'll be interesting to see which one manages to win. Charlottesville was in the championship last year. They lost a new market uh, after beating Strasburg the year before. The year before that, Strasburg beat Waynesboro. So uh, you're talking about Charlottesville going now for the third straight year to the championship. Strasburg had a back-to-back uh, after their championship against Waynesboro, they tried to make a three-peat against Charlottesville and came up a little bit short. Last year, they didn't get to the Valley Baseball League Championship, but they're back there now. After beating a very good Woodstock team who came on at the end of the year, they had the MVP, they had the Pitcher of the Year. Uh, so this was a very, very good Woodstock River Bandits baseball team. And Strasburg found a way to win. And that's another team, you know, we talked about Stanton having 10 players. Uh, Strasburg only has eight pitchers. So the the summer war of attrition is really coming into full effect here at the end. I, I know I've seen some people talking about whether to shorten the season or not. You know, I'll leave that up to the league and let them decide what's best for them. Um, I, I don't have an opinion either way strongly on that. But I, I think when you see the number of kids that are on some of these teams and it's going to get interesting to see how they handle the pitching with the innings limits and the pitch counts and all the rules they have to hurdle here in the Valley Baseball League. And you also want to keep the coaches for these schools happy, too, when you're using their players in the summer. So it's going to be interesting to see how they juggle the rotations. Yeah, I think it'll be interesting to also see if, you know, different strategies on instead of certain players that will be there for most of the year but won't be there for the playoffs, if they can get will be there throughout the entire thing which I'm sure they already are trying to do. But, I mean, you know, a little bit of something that's a little bit closer to a guarantee, I think, would I, it would make me feel better if I was running those teams. Sure, sure. So if it's Charlottesville that does win, Strasburg won two out of the three regular season meetings between those two teams. So it's going to be interesting. I mean, that's the regular season. Some of those games are played with players that aren't there anymore, uh, to be just brutally honest. And so uh, we'll see how the playoffs, if that's what happens, happens. Uh, I do know, at again, at the time of recording here now, uh, the Tom Sox are ahead 2-0 uh, in the second inning on Stanton. And again, you know, we talked about it. Stanton has five pitchers. They used three last night. So we'll see what happens. Uh, but it looks like Charlottesville might be punching their ticket to go back to that championship game and 
play the Strasbourg Express again. Game one would be Tuesday uh, in Strasbourg. I'm going to do my best to get there. And then Wednesday in Charlottesville. And game three, if necessary, in Strasbourg on Thursday. Of course, all of this is assuming that there's snowstorms or rain that comes through and pushes a game back. But, Brad, uh, I want to talk now. I did an interview with Covington's intern, um, 40 Sports, a.k.a. me handling the Twitter, inserted us into the rivalry a little bit with Charlottesville and Covington, the the intern rivalry. Um, Covington has the one intern that we talked to this week, and he was making a joke about the joke that you and I have made before when we see Charlottesville and their army of interns that they bring uh, to road games and home games alike. And he was making a comment about how they have just so many interns and it was just kind of a light poking. And of course they're do both teams uh, being very involved with the gift wars. Uh, and I may have uh, inserted myself accidentally uh, when I commented on a post saying uh, Charlottesville moved up their game three with Covington to 5 PM to avoid a thunderstorm that was coming. And I was like, Oh, good move. Cause I, in Waynesboro right now and it's storming. Uh, so, you know, Charlottesville said, yeah, we agree. I was like, well, just be careful. It's coming. And, um, they replied with a gif. I commented, I am so honored to have a gif replied from the best gifers in the league to which Covington said, I thought that was us. And so <laughs> obviously I inserted myself into the rivalry there. That wasn't the intention. I apologize to the Covington lumberjacks organization uh not that Charlottesville's not good at it i i don't want to offend them either um i'm sure they're already offended by me saying i wanted to interview paredes but uh (laughs) (laughs) we'll we'll get interviews with tom socks and express teams uh with uh the championship coming up this week we'll probably be releasing another episode next week we probably won't do it before that unless there's a sweep. If there's a sweep one way or the other, we might release it because it'll be in the middle of the week and not toward the end of the week, but we'll just see how that goes. We also are planning on having John Leonard on at least one more time to talk about the Valley baseball league. So we're interested in that. And, uh, you know, I think here's the interesting thing, Brad, this has been a season where we've seen the four seed in the South sweep the one team in the South, which was also the best record in the league. Then they play the second best team in the South, who is tied for the third best record in the league. And they win game one. They push them to the limit in game two with only 10 players on their roster and are forcing a game three, uh, no matter how this turns out for them. So it's amazing just to see. And you and I talked about this going into the playoffs. It's about getting hot at the right time. It's just, I don't know. I guess I'm fascinated by the fact that you look at Waynesboro and Charlottesville who were by far the better teams in the South division this year. And they're both struggling with a team that barely made it into the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, a lot of it, I think also helps uh, with these shorter series, these three game series. It's not like, you know, playing seven game series where the bet, like the better record team, I don't want to say the better team because, you know, necessarily record doesn't always show that, but sure. Um, the team with the better record has more chances of coming out on top, like on paper they're, they're supposed to. Whereas, you know, any team could beat anybody on a given day at this point in the season. And, you know, with a team getting hot right at the end, 
the fewer games, it's it's more in their favor, I feel like. All right. Well, I I know Covington got eliminated by Charlottesville, but with Stanton and Charlottesville series still going on and not sure who's going to win, and we need to record this episode tonight. I'm not able to make it out to the game, so uh, we did not interview a Stanton or Charlottesville player uh, this week. We interviewed uh, an intern with the Covington Lumberjacks. His name is Eric Young. Uh, He is the intern for the Covington Lumberjacks, and we're glad that he took the time to talk to us. Uh, we didn't make it down to Covington this year. I think we've we've been actually pretty good about getting down there. Uh, Percival is the team that we, for whatever reason, we don't make it up there. Obviously, Brad, well, for you. I'm closer to them now. Yeah, so. I was going to say, for you, that won't be a problem next year. You'll be able to do that and be able to maybe provide us with a Percival report uh, on most nights. But uh, here is the interview that I did this weekend with Eric Young of intern with the Covington Lumberjacks. Now here on 4D Sports, instead of interviewing a player or a coach, uh, there are other members of team staff, including interns that do a lot of valuable work for these teams. And now we have an intern from the Covington Lumberjacks. His name is Eric Young. And Eric, thanks for joining us. And I guess the first question or first thing I'd like you to do is just kind of introduce yourself here to the listeners. Oh, thanks for having me. So yeah, my name is Eric Young. I'm going to be a sophomore at Butler University up in Indianapolis this coming fall and um yeah i just reached out to the lumberjacks about in the february or so and they allowed me to take over their social media and you know doing the live streams that we've the valley league has added i'm a sports media major up there so i've done some work with you know the baseball team up at butler a little bit and the softball team but yeah so i just decided to try it out for a summer up in covington gotten to know i live up there with uh, in a player's house that's so pretty cool with some of the players and coaches so i've got to know everybody pretty well yeah, that is pretty cool. Uh, how did how does a guy from Indianapolis, Indiana, and Butler University find Covington? So I'm actually I'm actually from Lexington, Virginia, so about oh, okay. an hour away. <laughs> but I don't know. So uh, if you how long you've been following the Valley League, but you know the Rapids, Rockbridge Rapids, mm-hmm. used to be in the league, and um, you know I used to go to those games when I was younger, and uh, I'd always remember them playing Covington, and I'd never really been to Covington. There's not, I mean, there's not a ton to do there, but <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. So I never really had a reason to go there but i remembered them just when i was looking for like internships and jobs you know like this winter and this spring and i was like i might as well just send them a send them a message and see if they need you know need an intern or anything yeah all right well that's very cool uh so i know you said you helped out with the social media and the yep. live streaming stuff uh what was some of the what was some of your favorite moments this year uh being an intern with the covington lumberjacks um, probably, you know, the uh, little rivalry with the Tom Sox interns <laughs> would have to be one of them. You know, they have like 20, at least 20 interns, I'm pretty sure. And I'm, I'm the only one in Covington, so I always pick fun of them for that. Yeah. So we just, you know, throwing gifts at each other uh, pretty much every day. I'm familiar <laughs> with the gifts. I, I stepped in that a little bit I know. <laughs> during game three <laughs> with, with the thunderstorm I thought was coming. Uh, yep. I stepped in that a little bit. You called me out on it. Fair point. Uh, and uh, yeah, but uh, I enjoyed that as well. I thought it was hilarious. Uh, the little rivalry that you guys had. Yep, so, so uh, do you, is there any, uh, anything else to that? Uh, how did that kind of get started? I know you said they have 20, 20 interns and it's just you and Covington. How did, what kicked that yeah, off? So I, I just went up there like the first game of the season. And I was just kind of shocked that it was like, it was, I felt like I was like a minor league, you know, stadium it was pretty cool 
just with all of them and all their, you know, huge tam- cameras and, you know, TV crew basically is what it looked like. <laughs> and so I just kind of like started at that. And just like Covington is like a lot smaller, of course, than Charlottesville. Sure. So it's pretty, pretty easy to see why <laughs> they have like 30. It's just me. So in Covington, um, you know, you guys have that long John Silvers right across from the field. Um, me and Dave, who joins me on here on 40 Sports a lot, uh, we are big Long John Silvers fans. Uh, we love to speak fish, and there's not a lot of places that still have Long John Silvers, so that matters to us. Is that something uh, – do you hate Long John Silvers? Am I just totally disgusting I'm, you right I'm, now? I'm not a fan of Long John oh, Silvers. No. Yeah. Sorry. That's okay. <laughs> um. <laughs> yeah there's a lot of things that you know aren't exist like a lot of restaurants like i think it's like was it western sizzlin i think is still yeah. in allegheny county and that's really <laughs> you don't really find that anywhere else anymore sure um all right well i want to ask you about this season and you know getting to watch the team uh covington you know it wasn't obviously 500 is you know not bad but not great um i'm sure covington yep. would have loved to finish better than 500 but this is a team that's still yep. gotten into the playoffs it was very competitive with a very good charlottesville team uh, yep. in the in the playoffs what was you know watching the games and being able to work with the team who were some players that you know you really enjoyed watching at covington this season you know i think uh matt kacha out of njit up in uh he was at played right field for us and center field mostly and uh just he has a crazy arm, you know, and I never really expected him to do so well. You know, he had it off year college wise compared to what he had started off as a freshman. Him coming to Covington, you know, he really like lit it up. I think he was batting like he's an all star. He's batting, you know, over 300 for most of the season. So it was really impressive to watch him. And it's just like we don't have, you know, Charlottesville has a lot of, they have a lot of ACC talent and, uh, you know, other Power Five teams. And we don't really have that, but we were able to, you know, make do with what we had. And, you know, arms, of course, are lost during pitching wise are lost throughout the season. Right. So, you know, if what we were able to put together with all the, you know, the changes that happened throughout the course of a season was pretty impressive. You know, Logan Amos, the uh, played catcher for us. And then he he was batting, I guess, highest in the league until he got injured with his, I guess, he, uh, I think it was like his obliques or something. So that he had to go home. So that was kind of a huge loss. And, you know, but the fact that we were able to put it together and almost finish you know that game three in charlottesville like we had a chance and you know just like the lack of arms cut out to us and there sure yeah um eric i want to get you out of here on two just for fun questions that we ask everybody that we interview on this podcast players coaches interns alike uh first one what is your favorite animated disney movie i have to go with brother bear oh wow best soundtrack best soundtrack Yep, that's for sure. Phil Collins. <laughs> I was going to say, I don't think we've had that one before. <laughs> Check the archives, but that might be a first. Okay. And uh, what is a song that you like that you're afraid to admit to other people? Um, Gucci Flip Flops by Bad Baby. All right. <laughs> okay. Well, thanks, for Eric, for joining us here on 40 yep. Sports. Uh, good luck at Butler and uh, your Thank pursuit you. of sports media career. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Okay, and again, we'd like to thank Eric again for taking the time to talk to me uh, over the weekend and allow us to interview him. But let's break down the two most important questions we ask everybody, Brad. Uh, Favorite Disney movie, (laughs) Brother Bear. Uh, Again, I still haven't checked all of the archives. I am almost positive we have never gotten Brother Bear as an answer before. 
I'm I'm willing to go ahead and say that we haven't. He says it's because of the soundtrack with Phil Collins. I know I saw Brother Bear. I don't. I couldn't tell you anything about it. I don't remember it. I didn't even remember <laughs> Phil Collins did the soundtrack until I had to look it up just to make sure that was right. Um, and we asked our other Disney resident, Dave, who confirmed. Uh, and wow, I mean, we've never gotten that one before. He said greatest soundtrack in Disney history. I don't know about that. Um, <laughs> but I like Phil Collins. Phil Collins is good. I don't know if I would say best ever, but I also don't know if I would say Brother Bear is my favorite Disney movie. So at least he's honest. <laughs> I mean, I'm kind of in the same boat as you with uh, remembering anything about Brother Bear. Um, who knows? For all I know, maybe I haven't seen it, but I'm I'm sure I have. But I was really young and i don't remember anything about it at all and to me when you say phil collins disney i think tarzan yeah i was gonna say i don't even think it's the most famous disney movie that phil collins has ever done (laughs) (laughs) but um yeah i mean i love the honesty and i like that it's a movie that we don't get oh yeah a for originality right um and then his song gucci flip-flops by bad baby now you and i are very familiar with bad baby we are not familiar with the Gucci flip-flop song. So obviously we need to go onto YouTube or Spotify and find it uh, and listen to it. But if you're not familiar with Bad Baby, you might be familiar with the Dr. Phil viral clip of the girl who told everyone to cash me outside. How about that? Um, she has launched a rap career. Um, I'm not going to be on it. I'm going to, I will be honest with you folks. Um, it's not great. Um, it's entertaining. It's, it's not, not great. It's the best. Mm. <laughs> a lot of the language is not safe for podcasts, so keep that in yeah, mind. Yeah, we can't we can't say it here. The one that I thought it was going to be when you told me it was Bad Baby. Yeah, we'll go with White Horse, uh, which is a lyric that she says. That's not the name of the song, um, <laughs> but yeah, that's our favorite Bad Baby song. Um, wow. I, I mean, yeah, I these answers really caught me off guard, but I like them. I mean, again, look, I'm not going to lie to Eric. He's not going to make the inaugural 40 Hall of Fame interviews, but he is a contender with (laughs) Bad Baby. Coming in with Bad Baby gets you on the list of we'll think about it. That is definitely, definitely guilty pleasure material right there. Uh, And you know what? That's the thing. So many times we get people say what their actual just favorite song is, and it's not actually guilty pleasure. This is something that would be a guilty pleasure. You and I like Bad Baby. We would not go around admitting that freely in public outside of this podcast. Which, <laughs> well, we just did. So, well, fortunately for us, not that many people will listen to this, I guess. But, um, yeah, uh, it's wow, Eric, great. The Disney movie left a little bit of desire, in my opinion, but the song, dynamite. Loved it. Again, haven't listened to the that particular song, but I'm going to assume since it's Bad Baby, it can only be so bad. And by so bad, I mean so good. I think I might have heard it once, but I definitely have to go back and listen to it again to make sure. And uh, now I feel like I'm going to have to do even more research and go back and watch Brother Bear. I'm not going to do that. If I If it's a Disney movie and I can't remember it, it's not a good sign for that movie. You also say you didn't know there was Mulan 2 and Mulan 2. Movies I haven't seen. I mean, I'm going to give it, I'll, I'll give Brother Bear a shot. You're going to give it a look-see. I'll give it a look-see. I can't say when. But... Yeah, when you find it. 
And we also got an update from 4D Correspondent, a.k.a. Uh, our family that is in Pulaski. The Danville Braves were in Pulaski again during the middle of the week. Unfortunately, because it was in the middle of the week, that makes it impossible for us to get down there. And uh, we were not able to see Ray in person this time, but we have uh, from our cousin, Logan, that he drove in a run on an RBI double this time around. So big shout out to Ray Hernandez. Keep it going. Uh, we love hearing the success, and uh, I I know Logan couldn't wait to text me when he got that RBI double and say your boy Ray just got an RBI. Uh, so uh, we were I was very happy to get that text. Uh, and again, congrats to Ray as he continues his season with the Danville Braves. Uh, and you know, uh, Brad, we're huge fans. We're gonna be pro Ray all day, uh, and I'm just glad to hear that he's starting to get some success back at the plate, getting out of that slump. Yeah, I mean, it seems like, uh, you know, just a little bit of work in the cage, you know, maybe getting, you know, getting those cuts in can really help out sometimes. Um, I know Ray's working hard every day. Uh, even during the off season, I see he's all the time in the batting cage. And he's the kind of guy that, you know, you want on your team, someone that's going to do that, put in the work. And I think, Soon we're going to see all that hard work pay off for him. I think he's going to, he's going to the, he's going to start finding the gaps a little more, and uh, hopefully, be a lot of success for him. I want to see him move up in the organization. Yeah, he's he has strung together three straight games with hits, uh, which is good news. Uh, he's been really hitting the ball hard, so hopefully he'll be able to keep that up and uh, keep it moving. Uh, that's what we want to see out of Ray. Like you said, just um, you know when they, when they give you that opportunity, take advantage of it and uh, keep doing good things. So uh, we're big fans of Ray and we want to see it. You know, I mentioned getting out of that slump and last 10 games, he's hitting 278, uh, which is really impressive. And that's great news. Uh, The last 10 games, he's also driven in six runs. So again, I think it's, you know, here's the problem with the rookie ball season there. It's a short season. So even a minor slump can really, really wreck your numbers, but it's nice to see here in the last 10 games, he's kind of put it back together a little bit and hitting 278 in his last 10. Yeah, I think that's that puts it pretty well right there. Um, stringing things together right there, um, I think that's really going to help out, uh, help the situation out, get him, get him some more at bats too with the team. All right, folks. Well, again, thank you for listening to Four D Sports. We will be back either midweek or next week, depending on how this Valley Baseball League Championship Series goes. Uh, we'll see if Charlottesville can punch their ticket to another championship or if Cinderella's run in the Stanton Braves will continue with the 10 strong uh, in Stanton keeping (laughs) on the roster. Uh, If they can get the comeback tonight in Charlottesville and win game three and punch their ticket to play the Strasburg Express, that would be something. Uh, But we'll go ahead and uh, find us on Twitter at 4D underscore sports. We're staying pretty busy on there. Uh, We'll be updating you all throughout the Valley Baseball League Championship Series, no matter who's in it. Uh, And like I said, uh, barring weather, uh, I plan on being at all of these games and we will be bringing you uh, another episode again, either midweek or next week. Until then, folks, we hope you enjoyed this episode of 4D Sports. Be sure to retweet it, share it, like it. Uh, It's also on Facebook, 4D Sports Podcast, like, share, tell your friends uh, and, you know, just spread the Valley Baseball League to where as far as we can get it. You know, we, we 
Brad and I, and I know Dave, uh, Chris hasn't been on as much this year, but I know all four of us just really have appreciated everything the league has done to allow us to cover as much as we have. And we just enjoy watching baseball games. And at the end of the day, you know, these kids are all trying to get into the majors, right? The Valley baseball league is the gateway to the majors. And, uh, it's a lot of fun watching these games and seeing these kids play ball and just being able to be themselves and have fun. So until next week, folks, thanks for listening to 40 sports and good night.